What's up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Buds, Bros, and Superheroes. So if it's your first time to come hang out with us today, or even if you've been coming and hanging out for quite some time, today we're going to be doing something just a little bit different. We usually have three sections that make up the show, and today we're just going to be free-flowing it, guys. We're just kind of kind of going to go for it, do a mukbang, if you will. There's a bunch of news or a bunch of things that I've been thinking about that I just kind of feel like talking about and organically going through with my guests today. And there's nobody else who I'd want to kind of start this this new format of no format, really, if you will, than my good friend Daniel from the Reasons I'm Broke podcast. Dude, thanks so much for being so free-flowing with the recording time and then like you know not really having any notes to go off just kind of weird ideas and words that you can probably read and just go what the fuck is going on but dude you're always gung-ho to come on and have me on yours and everything man thanks for coming to hang out thank you very much nick always happy to return the favor and to be there for you on the other side listening to buds bros and superheroes so, like I said, guys, you know, we're just we're really just going to dive into it. This is a friend who I get to talk to pretty sporadically in log formats like this. But when we get into it, I always have such a great conversation with you, Daniel. So I'm excited to get this going. And we are going to start this kind of in a way that is true to the show in terms of we do have some superhero news or superhero stuff to talk about. Just clearing the air a little bit. We talked about it on my last episode with you. Uh, just some DCEU stuff from San Diego Comic-Con. And just going through that, so we have officially found out, like, there's not going to be any more Snyderverse, correct? Or do you do you still hold on hope for that? Well, I don't know if you have been watching some of the stuff from some of the more reliable scoopers like Sil Abdul-Link, but it's sounding like David Zaslav, who anyone not in the know, is the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, which is the new streaming company, the new streaming service for Warner Brothers and DC Comics and everything else that they own now. But apparently he did all these cancellations because his 10-year plan, which he announced, the rumor is, from, again, reliable sources, is that he chose the Snyderverse as the 10-year plan for continuity because no. it's too expensive and and it, it's too much of a gamble to reboot. So that's the latest rumor I'm hearing since since this past week. So there they, there is actually more hope now than than ever because he canceled certain projects. Let's get into that because you know the big one kind of coming off of everything is fucking Batgirl, which is cool. I'm not going to lie, I would have watched it. I enjoy almost all the Bat family would have seen what was going on there or anything like that. But the other one that I just found out that's getting almost no press coverage or no talking about, did you hear that this merger, this this last thing of like fucking cuts, there's not going to be a Scoob 2 anymore? Yeah, Paul Dini was talking about that on Twitter. He couldn't understand how 95% of the movie is supposedly done. And David, David Zassif went, I don't care. <laughs> We're canceling that. Yeah, that one flew under the radar for sure. Dude, I love fucking Scooby-Doo. No, it makes it sound like I like fucking a dog. No, I, I enjoy the property Scooby-Doo is what I meant by that. And like, <laughs> this one hurt a little bit, man. I remember when Scoob came out, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. And we were all like, I was excited that I could watch it at home at the time. And I did. And I still own it. You know, I bought to own within the first hour of it being out. And I won't lie, it's not exactly my favorite, but it's not exactly bad either. You know, it was a soft reboot of what we're going to start here. And I don't know, with it all being done and shit. This one, I don't understand. How bad could it have been? What's what's damn? I don't think Zaslav gave a solid reason as to why Scoob 2, I think it was called Holiday Haunt, ended up getting canceled. 
I don't know if it was going over budget with its production. We really didn't get an answer. Instead, we got more of the answer with Batgirl because that one was one that they sunk in over $90 million. Not his company, but the previous regime at Warner Brothers spent over $90 million on that one. So I think that's why they focused on that. But yeah, you're right. We did not get a reason for Scoob 2's cancellation. It kind of fucking sucks. But anyway, back to like this 10-year plan. How do you feel about, you know, I, I enjoyed the input that you gave in terms of him going with the Snyderverse, but how, how would you feel then like the other thing that he said was, we're going to kind of do what Marvel did and put everything out in theaters. <laughs> how much time you got? <laughs> All night, sir. That's what we do. <laughs> so obviously, there, I have a lot of feelings about this because when he says he wants to do something a la Marvel or a la MCU, I get nervous because I am not a fan of the MCU. There are, I think, six movies that I liked from maybe five. It's down to five from the current MCU. Just from what I've seen, I haven't seen anything past Doctor Strange, the first one. And if they're, if he's really going to say that they're going to uphold quality over anything else, and that's why they're taking a closer look at Black Adam, Shazam 2, The Flash, and that's why they canceled Batgirl then I'm a little bit more comfortable with it. Now, this is the direction they were going in when they were doing Man of Steel, BVS, Suicide Squad, and and eventually Zack Snyder's Justice League 1, 2, and 3, is they were doing some solo films, some team-up movies, and then some stuff in between. If you remember that old slate, there was the Batman thrown in there in the mix in between all of this, Cyborg, Green Lantern. So they were already doing... An, an MCU-like plan, but Warner Brothers unfortunately hit the panic button. Now, if he wants to do something similar again and say, hey, Zach, let's try to do those plans again. Let's try to do the Batman film, Wonder Woman 3, but do it right, not do it like 1984, then I'm all for it, but I need to know if he's truly in on Zach and and on what he wants to do or wanted to do with, with this 10-year plan. So this would give us Justice League 3, Zack Snyder's Justice League 3 by year 2034 nice so a few things to unpack there that we were talking about uh batfleck is coming back i I, wow lots of stuff like there but as far as i know we are still going to get an aquaman too and batfleck is confirmed to come back for that as well yes and when you initially dm'd me this news because i know you were really excited about that and me being as bitter as i was especially over no San Diego Comic-Con news and all this other stuff. I was like, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's just until we get an actual, okay, we're going to do more Snyder films. I, it doesn't matter to me because he showed up. He's, he's in the flash and the flash erases the Snyder movies. Initially, that was the plan. So that's why I was really bitter against any, it doesn't matter if Baffleck shows up or not, because Warner brothers is going to do what they're going to do now under this new thing that broke this week, the, the supposedly Michael Keaton was the original Batman that was going to show up in Aquaman 2, and he got replaced by Ben Affleck's. The reason I'm hearing, again, from bloggers like Sill Scoopers is that Zaslav chose the Snyderverse as his 10-year plan, and Michael Keaton does not fit in there. So there's no more plan of Michael Keaton's Batman is going to be the Nick Fury of the DC Universe anymore. It's instead, no, Ben Affleck's Batman is going to be the Batman. And the rumors are that Aquaman 2 is going to be reworked to fit into the Snyderverse. Black Adam is going to have black suit Superman, which f- puts that into the Snyderverse. 
and and Shazam 2 and The Flash will also be reworked so that one, it doesn't erase for The Flash, for example, it doesn't erase the Snyderverse, but that it does fit within that 10-year plan. So they're taking what they have now and salvaging it as much as possible or canceling it. And in Batgirl's case, we still don't know if The Flash is going to get canceled or not. And then once this string of films, I think Blue Beetle might be the final one, assuming it even gets made, then we'll start seeing productions under Warner Brothers Discovery 100% under this 10-year plan. So you kind of hit there something that I want to talk about as well, of like, as of recording right now on the 8th, 9.30 p.m., if you will, even, Ezra Miller has now been, I think, officially charged with federal, what's the word, uh, robbery? Is that, yeah. is that the word? So some some literally just happened with him. And now I, I think that this is going to be the final straw with that movie, man. I feel like they kind of canceled Batgirl just to see what what happened. Uh, burglary. That That's the word I wanted. And now this this is going to do it, man. I don't, I don't think we're going to see that movie ever either. I think I heard the story was that he was trying to get drinks and they wouldn't serve him. So he just took the bottles or something like that from a bar. And yeah, that is, that's burglary. I mean, you're going into a place and you're taking product and you're leaving whether or not he was drunk. Doesn't matter. He's going to, it sounds like he's going to get charged for it. And some of these things like this cult, like thing that he had going on in Iceland and all this other stuff. Like, I'm like, I don't know about any of that. I think some of that is clickbait trying to jump in on the Ezra Miller news, but if this ends up being something he gets charged for, absolutely. If if the Flash comes out, so Zaslav said that they are fully behind the Flash movie and Ezra Miller. If it does come out, though, I don't see Ezra being the Flash in Justice League 2 and 3. I can see that being a recast easily. Yeah, because at the very end of it, they could always just do like another time warp or wipe or something like that. And he's just someone new and he's like, oh, okay. I guess this is what I look like now, and nobody questions anything because it's the Flash. It's multiverse. You know what I mean? It's just right on to the next stuff. Yeah, and it could be that maybe they go with a different Flash. Wally West gets show, shows up in the future's nightmare timeline, or or Zach just says, no, it's still Barry. It's just a new actor. I think he's, he has already recast. I'm, I'm sure we're not going to get Amber Heard. <laughs> I'm assuming in Justice League 2 and 3, it'll be Mara played by someone else. So... Uh, Zach's not too gun shy or trigger shy when it comes to recasting people in his movies. He did it with Army of the Dead as well. I was just about to bring that up about how freaking good he was. Ended up putting taking out Chris D'Elia, putting in Tig Naturo. Is that yeah. right? And that was pretty seamless, man. I mean, we talked about that on one of our podcasts, and I, I took me a while to go back to even try to find some of the cuts. And I was like, oh, okay, I could see some. What's the word? Shadow casting or. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but he could do it. If anybody could do it, it's him. Absolutely, yeah. So what else in geek world are you up to, sir? I, I wanted to know. I went to a comic book store today. I wanted to know what if, what if any comic books are you up to right now? So I read Final Crisis. <laughs> Alan Moore's, I'm sorry, Grant Morrison's Final Crisis. Have you read anything by Grant Morrison ever? Because it's it gets insane if you have. Ever, yes, yes. I can't say that I've read that one, but yes, ever I have. I Once I heard him on Batman on Batman, there was a time where I went around and read it, as much of him as I could. And then I got to the Arkham book, and I was like, I didn't really enjoy this one as much. That's kind of how I was with Final Crisis. Anytime I've read a Grant Morrison book, 
I've felt like an idiot. And maybe I am. Maybe I'm not smart enough to understand his books. Uh, Grant Morrison's fans go on Reddit and they have these long, almost papers and essays on, well, this page means this, and this is symbolic for that. And this one, if you know what what the dream-like sequence of this means, the Egyptian god of death is what he's referring to here. So it's it's like everything, I'm sure, means something when he writes it. But there's also the argument to be made. I had a coworker that that said that brought this up. He's like, there's an argument to be made on whether a book is even readable, though. <laughs> like you can be as as book smart as you want, but if the comic doesn't read right, then it's not a it's not a good comic book. So that's kind of where I sat with Final Crisis. I'm like, I'm sure I'm not understanding the story that he wants to tell, but I finally read it. It's one of those where Batman shoots Darkseid with the Omega Bullet and. Batman dies or rather gets sent back in time. And it was on Zach's desk on Thanksgiving day last year as underneath his script. So he's using that as reference for the next two movies. So I wanted to read it. And sure enough, I'm, I don't know what he's pulling from this because none of this makes sense. <laughs> so I read that and, and I, I don't recommend it, Nick. I, I really don't as much as <laughs> he might say that he's going to base some of it on there. I'm like, I, I don't believe it. I think you're going to see some cool panels in here and you're going to translate that artwork into the big screen. There's no way this book ever works as a film. So don't read final crisis. I'm sorry. <laughs> or maybe too, you know, maybe Zach will go in there and unpack what he needs to from it and kind of be able to pull it out and explain it. Cause you're right, dude, reading some of his, his stuff is, you just kind of got to go with it. I feel the same way with Neil Gaiman sometimes. Like I'll read it and then I'll be like, "Oh, I need to read that again" cuz my eyes pass over the words, but I don't I don't think I picked up anything they were trying to put down. And that's probably what he's doing. I'm assuming is picking up a lot of the imagery, the conflict between Darkseid and Batman and the Justice League, maybe pulling some ideas from there instead of one of Jeff Johns's stories, which I'm sure he's trying to avoid at this point based on everything that happened between the two. But yeah, I did read that, and I also, it's not really superhero related, but it is comic books, Japanese comics. I read the first three volumes of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! manga, and I, I don't know if you're familiar, but it, it's a card game. It's still going on right now, but the reason I wanted to read the first three volumes is because in the manga, they didn't make it so that it was always a card game that we know of. It was instead... Yugi going around and challenging other kids and adults to these death games where where if they lose, he burns them alive. He sends them to to death. He makes them go permanently insane. One guy he blinds. And I'm like, this is not the fucking card game at all. <laughs> and by volume seven, I think that's when they decided, all right, this is going to be a, 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 a trading card game manga because that's what people like the most from these first couple of stories. So no more life or death bets in the world of Yugi. So I, I've also been reading that just because it's so different than the cartoon that eventually came out a few years later. Nice. Yeah, I was I was highly into that as a kid. Definitely collected cards. I'm not sure if they, I got as into it as Pokemon, but I know for sure I had cards uh, just like Pokemon, however. No idea how to play the fucking game. Like, I know there's points and stuffs and power-ups. No idea. I can't really ever say that I sat down to play the card game however i know it's wickedly popular man people show up in droves to sit down in shops and play that shit they still do there's a lot of money surprisingly in in Yu-Gi-Oh. at the shop i work at it's the second most profitable card game as far as singles number one being magic the gathering still 
but I was shocked at how often we sell Yu-Gi-Oh over even Pokemon singles, which is kind of insane, at least in the storefront. I don't know about the online sales. I don't know how, how that works, but at least in the storefront with players in store, it's Yu-Gi-Oh is still pretty much king when it comes to anything but magic. Very fucking interesting. Huh. And you, you said you went to a, a comic shop. You, you, I'm guessing you didn't pick up Final Crisis. <laughs> What'd you end up finding? No, I, I went. So I got confused on the whole Godzilla MP, MMPR thing. So Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And like I went the other month to pick it up and they were like, no, we don't have that shit. And I was like, oh, OK, because huh. like I'm not good with the pickup stuff. This is my first poll list ever, which I just added to today. I'll tell you about that in a second. So like I went there the other day and I was like, oh, I just thought it was the last of the month. And they're like, no, this happened. And they said words, but I don't, you know, I don't I don't know sometimes not too bright. So I was like, all right. So this time I called, I was waiting for my wife who's getting out of the prescription center and it's right around the corner and shit. So I called. I was like, dude, I don't know what's happening anymore. And I'm not too bright. Like, do I have books there waiting for me? And he did. So I went to pick those up and then they had the new Flashpoint Beyond. Sitting yeah. there. I was like, fuck, I want to know what this is about. So they're up to, they're going to make six in all, from what I understand. They had zero, which I think is weird. When did we start at zero instead of one anymore? That's a fancy way to sell an extra number one to buy Marvel and DC. It works, oddly enough. It does, yeah. Obviously, I had to get that one because it's one of them. So now does that technically mean there's going to be seven, you mean? Well, if it says one of six, then yeah, correct. There's seven total. Great. Yes. Because the first one just says zero. The next one then says one of six. They didn't have two, but it was put on my list. So we'll have it for me next time. But they did have four, no, three and four as well. So I picked those up just to just to have to make sure. I like to give him money, dude. I, I, I don't want that shop to not be there anymore. So he had all those and I literally had the exact amount of cash on me. And I was like, fuck it, pull the trigger. And then he added those books to my next to my next poll list perfect it begins it begins nick <laughs> that's always how it starts just a couple books yeah and if anybody's unsure of what we're saying like you can go to your comic book store and be like every time you get this shit in just put one aside for me and they do and they'll hold it then you just go in and give them money like it's it's very fast it was awesome it's it's very cool and he's a nice guy as well man just super good anybody in the scranton area comics on the green downtown scranton go there it's a good time and he's a nice guy. He remembers my name, not my face yet. We're going to work to that, though. And it does help Nick also for Power Rangers. Sorry. <laughs> it also helps comic shops with their ordering. So I used to work and manage a comic shop. And if I had, say, 20 people on sub for a title, that would give me a rough idea on how many to order for the wall. And then I would try to convince as many people that I would see every month coming in and picking up that title off the wall. Like, hey, let me pull that for you and hold it for you. That way you're not risking that we're sold out of that next month's issue. And it helps them and it helps me because then I'm like, okay, I get my numbers as accurate as possible when it comes to ordering. So if you're out there and you're just risking it, winging it by picking it up off the wall and hoping that next month is there, even if you're tracking like today, the new issue comes out, you never know. You you really don't know. There could be an influx of five extra subs that just moved into town and all added that that Flashpoint Beyond book. And suddenly there's no copies on the wall because guess what? Orders already went in for that title three weeks ago. Just add it to your sub. They'll pull it for you. You won't risk missing an issue that way. And again, you help out your shop that way too. 
Nice. And something else they gave me that's just smart and you can kind of help me with knowing. I mean, they must. This is issue number 27. This DC Connect? Yes. It's like the DC previews. It's fucking genius, guys. They gave me a comic book. I mean, that's what it looks like anyway. So for anybody for reference and size, they gave me a comic book that tells me all the comic books that are about to come out and that I can add to this sub list we're talking about. It's basically like a little, like you said, previews, trailers, if you will, even for movies and shit. This, that's a great, that's, that's great. That's smart. Cause already as I'm looking through this, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll have to add that. I'll have to get this. There's Scooby-Doo and Batman. And like I just said, I already <laughs> love Scooby-Doo and I love Batman. It's like, you don't expect me not to get this number one. Right. So I'm going to go for that. And then a quick segue on the back here is that Sandman show that we were thinking about maybe watching number one to bullshit on, but you were like, I didn't really like the show or I didn't like the book. And dude, the first episode's, kind of boring so i didn't want to subject you to that especially for work and shit but i really want to quick touch on one thing if you don't mind a tiny spoiler no go for it the bird his little bird his uh he's got a raven that follows him and this time it's it's voiced by Patton oswald <laughs> all right <laughs> that guy gets around man can you yeah, like let's kind of talk about all the series all the comic verses that he goes in and out of because first thing i think of with him is blade trinity um, I, I've I've never seen Blade Trinity. I saw Blade one and two, but I didn't know he was in the third one. Just he's he's their their cue, if you will, oh, or okay. their Alfred, if you believe some lore. But yes, he he makes their stuff. Uh, spoilers? Do you care? No, go ahead. Die. So we'll never see him again. But he was he was fun while he lasted. Gotcha. <laughs> Next, I think up. Did you watch Happy on Sci Fi? happy no i remember that was uh who wrote that one because i remember the comic book came out and we were trying Grant to sell Morrison. it wouldn't that be yeah fucked that up sounds we were just right about him? but i remember the no one asked for the comic and i'm like okay i assume that the show they didn't do well because of that usually when people start asking for the book based on the show then the show did extremely well but no th- so he was in morrison's happy he was happy himself yes that's all about like the little a little he's it's it's a uh, uh geez alu i'm just horrible with words it's a figment of of, of imagination uh, a unicorn pegasus blue little horse guy <laughs> voiced by Pat oswald but that's why i bring that up so now we have him in here and i feel like i'm missing one more but that dude he gets around oh yeah he's the voice of remy in ratatouille if we're just talking about voice stuff but he was also in Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee by hosted mm. by Jerry Seinfeld. And you bring up that he's all in all these comic book things. He talks heavily about Superman in that episode because Jerry Seinfeld's a big Superman fan and he goes on and on about the character. So you can tell that the guy knows Superman and he goes on to talk about how he wrote a comic at one point and how that was a dream come true for him because he's always been a comic guy. And to him, it's all just kind of fell in his lap. Like he hap- he gets these comic roles and he happens to be big into comics. So he considers himself really lucky. If if you get a chance, check out that Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee episode on Netflix because he does do a pretty decent dive into how much he really likes this stuff. I will. That's very interesting. Also interesting to hear that Seinfeld likes Superman. Don't know why, but I just find that fucking weird. I don't really think about him liking anything. He's more of a thought. He's a sub <laughs> you know, like the fact that he's got to eat breakfast and like do laundry and take a shit and stuff is weird. Like he's Jerry Seinfeld. I just figured he was just, just talking always, just always talking. 
Oh, crap. I've never heard. I was just gonna. Oh, sorry. What? I've never heard why he likes Superman. You're right. Like he does. I don't know why he's oh he always has. He has a Superman statue in the old Seinfeld show in the background, and that's for him personally because he likes the character. See, I never watched one episode. That's why maybe I never noticed that either. But that that is interesting. You would have thought like because Nick Cage. You know, we know he's a giant Superman mm-hmm. fan. I think at one point he had an Action Comics number one and. Like that is a weird fact about him that we know more so than even the fact that he was supposed to play him once. But I think of Seinfeld and never once I'm like, oh, that guy's a huge Superman fan. Right. Interesting. There was going to be something else that I was going to segue off that really quick. We were talking about in cars, talking about Superman. Nope. Gone out of my head. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, he also was, happens. Jerry actually had two months ago. He had a variant cover for Batman Superman, I think issue one where he's driving the Batmobile and bats Batman and Superman are in the, in the Batmobile and they have coffee. So it's going off of the show as well. Comedians and cars getting coffee. And I had to get that cover, man. I like Seinfeld. I like Batman. I like Superman. So it was, it was perfect. I'm going to have to look into that then. Yeah. And I can't remember my other things. So I'm just going to segue right on out of that. If you don't mind, sorry, bud. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about celebrities. We just had a celebrity death. Wanted to know if you knew anything or have a special place in your heart for Olivia Newton-John. The most I do is I used to work at the Disney nightclubs, downtown Disney. There It used to be called Pleasure Island, the section of the of downtown Disney, and now it's called Disney Springs. The most I have is they would play the song from Greece. You're the one that I love, I think, is what it's called. I don't know if that's the official title of it. But they would play that every single night. So every single night that I worked there, I would hear that song from Greece and all the women in their 50s would immediately get up and start dancing up there with their husbands. And and I'm like, people fucking love Greece, man. I know my mom likes Greece. I've never seen it. I like John Travolta. I've never had any desire to watch it. But I think that's what she ended up being known as. I'm looking at her. I was looking at her obituary or the articles earlier. And that's what it says right there. Grease star. And pop singer, and I didn't know she was also a pop artist. I thought she would. She just happened to be in the in the movie that is a musical. Yeah, it's crazy. So I know the one song by her was super controversial when it came out. The song "Let's Get Physical, Physical." That's her. her. All right. That music video is like her classic '80s kind of get up workout with a bunch of fat guys working out around her. When you listen to it, it's all about fucking. But like they they played like the no no look, it's all about getting physical and blah blah. blah. (laughs) When that song came out, dude, it was like torn down and apart. She was filthy and promoting slut. And when you listen to that now, it's it's really compared to what else comes out, super duper tame. Uh, there was another song though that I couldn't sing for you to even get like the hint of, oh, I think I've heard that. The only reason I'm positive I know it is it was one of those CVS songs. It's a place where I worked for a very long time that you hated and then you hated so much for so long you started to like it. Have you ever had an experience like that with a song? With a song? I probably, yeah, probably one of the more popular ones. I can't name one personally right now but when you when you hear a song over and over again eventually it's like all right this is okay <laughs> it's not bad yeah it's it's just it's weird it's a weird one but then i was like there's an oh okay there's two that i know there's got to be a third one on there that i also was like holy shit that was her but a big pop star in her own right but yeah this grease thing i mean who i don't think anybody would not say they knew her from that uh a little shocked to hear that you haven't seen it though 
I guess not. I don't know. You have a sibling. You only you have a brother, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I have a younger brother and a younger sister, but I'm also the same guy know. that hasn't seen The Wizard of Oz either. So <laughs> I don't know. Oh, sir. All right. Yeah, that's a little weird. And like <laughs> neither of these are ones I'm like, you have to see them. Your life is incomplete without seeing them. It's just for me personally, not so much Wizard of Oz. That one, we kind of had some bad juju in the house with that one at one point. But Greece, my sister is, I'm not going to say she's, what's the word? She's traumatized right now or uh, bereft right now or anything like that. But she's she's a little butthurt, right? Like that was her, that was her childhood movie mm. and wanted to be Sandra D more than almost anything fucking else. So she's, she's kind of feeling it, but. I would say we watch that shit at least once a week, sir. There's a my wow. mom who's also a big listener. So hello, Denise. Um, if I'm not mistaken, can find a picture, an actual picture, guys, a four by six that was like set up in a lab and everything. We got a cake one year for her, and it was like beautifully airbrushed of the of the cover of Danny and Sandy on the front. It was fucking cool. But yeah, no, That's we watch amazing. that shit a lot. <laughs> How do you feel generally overall about musicals? I don't think we've ever broached this subject. They're not movies that I go out and seek and and I'm all gun ho about. I think the last one I saw that was current, at least, was La La Land. And I did enjoy it. I really liked it. I thought it was shot extremely well. But I haven't seen The Sound of Music, which I, I think is probably one of the more better reviewed or or kind of held up as the gold standard when it comes to not just musicals but movies of all time so it's not something that i dislike either so i know like the joker 2 news came out where it was supposedly a a musical or it's going to be a new musical and some people immediately are like i hate musicals i'm not that guy but i'm also not not a uh, i wouldn't call myself a fan of them uh, personally but i don't i don't mind music in my movies though honestly it's all right I was talking to, I had a friend over from work for the first time, which was really cool. Might come do the podcast pretty soon as well. But I was talking to him about that. We were watching just, you know, bullshit and smoking and watching YouTube clips about that announcement. And I said to him, wouldn't it be fucked up? Like, I like the idea of a musical, but there's several ways to go upon it. If you ask me, one of them, which is the most way is that people don't understand that they're in a musical. You know, if you put yourself in the reality of the movie itself. So let's just say like West Side Story, you know, like when he's explaining in the first song, like when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. He's explaining things, but nobody's looking at Mm -hmm. him like, why is he singing now? We should sing back to him. Then there's other ones that there's this one I can't think of the name, but I'll find it eventually. Maybe link it if I can. Uh, of a Broadway show where he's explaining a Broadway show, but he's also explaining it in song, breaking the third of like, this is what we're doing. You know, like we're in a musical. Yes, <laughs> you and I were in a musical where people sing and don't really know. So there's that way of breaking it. And then I kind of thought of this third way that would be fucking great for the Joker. Maybe let me know what you think of like, if only he chose to be in a musical and only they knew that they were in a musical. <laughs> like, imagine how fucked up it would be if somebody, especially in clown makeup, came in and started talking to you like that, Daniel. Like, imagine it for the rest of my life. Like, at key moments, I just started to sing to you about my debt, you know? And just like everybody's looking around like, what the fuck is happening right now? But then all of a sudden, Harley Quinn comes in and she starts in like... Is this is it a flash mob? Is something happening? You know what I mean? Like, how weird would that be if two people just were like, no, we're going to just live a musical right now? 
<laughs> well, if any movie's going to pull that off and it's and it would fit really well with the psychology of the character, it's going to be the Joker too. I don't think there's a wrong way to pull that off, to be honest with you, because it, at any point anyone can argue, oh, it's all in his head. This is all from his perspective. That's why everyone's singing. Yes. Oh man, I'm excited about that news. But all right, so that was kind of a nice little course. I like to veer back then. So like musicals continuing. I know you're a big Disney fan. Do do Disney movies count as musicals in your head? And if so, does that continue on your path of like, no, nah, not really for me? That's a great question because the older Disney movies, especially not, it doesn't happen so often now, but the older ones, like in the nineties, the animated ones, Beauty and the Beast. I love the music in Beauty and the Beast, but even as a kid, I remember watching some of those animated films like Tarzan or Hunchback of Notre Dame, which does have excellent music too. But as a kid, I didn't appreciate those pieces i'd be like oh man here because they'd be singing about how they feel at that moment it wouldn't be advancing the movie or the plot so as a kid i'm like well this this is no i don't i don't care about the characters and how they feel i want to get to the next scene i want to get to the end of the movie the action now i can appreciate those things now i can i can enjoy some of those things like in moana for example there's plenty of music in that one that one's i think eight years old now or something but i i I do like them now, but as a kid, no. And I think Leo's the same way too. I think it's it's just kids in general. If if the song itself isn't right there for them and something that they can sing, like Lion King, I can't wait to be king, then they're not gonna like it. And and that's just based on my experience. I don't I don't know if you felt the same way. Yeah, I don't the more I'm thinking about it growing up. I definitely watched a shit ton of them, but we were uh, Broadway kids. We were grew up in New Jersey. So by the time I was 13, you know, I had been into the city and seen a lot of musicals and seen that. So that was it was just always one thing of like always kind of doing it. So now I, I, I think that I'd have an opposite experience of you of just always kind of liking it. But something I've learned now, uh, one of my favorite new discoveries in life, if you will, is a band punk rock factory who do just that they make punk rock stuff but it's only covers and i'd say about 33 percent of them are disney covers i thought i knew the words of these songs dude nope they just did poor (laughs) unfortunate souls from little mermaid i didn't know half those words and i thought this whole time i was singing them right it's pretty funny but if you like that shit dude i'd look them up if you like covers i'd look them up too how do you feel about covers and punk rock I, I do like covers. I do. When I go on YouTube, I can, I like seeing, let's say a female sing hellfire from hunchback again. Like I've seen that one. That's one of my favorites. So I do like hearing different people's takes or gender bent versions of, of songs that are famous. Cause sometimes you might find one that you almost like as much as the original and throw that up on your favorites and something that I can go back and listen to. So I love it. Different takes on some of these songs and sometimes they modernize them a little bit. It's like, sure. Play around with them, do it, fuck with it completely. Who cares? It's, it's your cover. It's your take on it. Why not? The more experimental you get with it, if that's how you feel the song could get better, let's hear it, please. Nice. Yeah. So then, you know, to compile on top of that, if you happen to be a fan of punk rock or, you know, pop punk really it's it's pretty catchy you can then jump onto these guys that's, that's exactly what they do it's 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 a good fucking time this all leads me to a, another thing that i wanted to ask you about you know you literally just came from work i wanted to know if you had any fun work stories because i think out of my life i started my first official job i was 16 at cvs 
I remember because I had to get working papers and I couldn't work a full day. And now I'm going to be 32 next month. So just about working half my life then, right? Mm, yeah. Had the had the best day at work the other day. And not because of the day. The day sucked. But all of us hung out afterwards. And just to kind of tie it into the musical, we were sitting there. There was five of us in all. And four of us were all singing Rent. <laughs> okay. And I don't, it was just a good time. So, uh, you know, if anybody's, it's their first time. The reason we like so much to talk about buds as well on the show, marijuana is I work at a dispensary. So mm. it's just been, it was one of those days. We're really in a weird place at work right now in terms of we just can't get enough people on board and coming in on time. You know, mm. we just hired somebody and like within three days, they're like, oh, I don't think this, this is on my path right now. We had two full-time people just kind of stop coming in. The people who we have are solid as shit, and we work hard as hell. And it was just one of those days where we were running because to have one more person would have been really nice, but they didn't They didn't show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just one of those fucking days, dude. It's, a, it's not an easy job, nor is it really a hard job. When you really think about it, you're inside an air-conditioned building. So right off the bat, mm -hmm. it can't be that fucking bad. I, I've done not air-conditioned buildings in the middle of summer like this right now, and fuck that noise. So it can't be that bad. It's just people. You know, I, I feel like we're just one step above almost fast food work. It's only a step above them because of the set air conditioning. It's not hot and sweaty back where we work. But people come in and they're like, um, can I, um, can I get... And they take a while to order, which is fine. I don't personally give a fuck. Take all day, dude. I'm there until 8.30 no matter what. However, when you come in and you start like, dude, what's with the wait time? It's like, I don't know, man. You know, it's, it's taking a little bit. There's only a few of us ringing right now. We're trying, though. We're working our ass off. And they're like, yeah, dude, I waited out there for a long time. And you're like, yeah, I'm very sorry. What can I get for you now? And they're like, I don't know, man. Like, the wait was really. And you're like, you're talking about the wait for like six, seven minutes now. And that's what that other guy did that made you wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is the problem. It's happening right now. If you came in and used those six minutes in the lobby to figure out what you wanted when you got into the door you'd be out right now but it said you're complaining about the wait time which is making the next you know it was one of those days yeah and for some reason rent came on and uh are you familiar with that show I, th I thought it was a movie rent oh yes based off a broadway musical but yes are you have you seen the movie even no i haven't but i it, it was it came out in theaters when i was working at amc and i remember they were playing a bunch of that music in in nice. the lobby at the time that's fun. I remember going to see that. So like I said, that was one of the shows. It was it was a long running show on Broadway for I don't even know how long, but a very, very long time. Always popular enough to stay around, but not unpopular enough that you couldn't get tickets. You know, you can go in, you'd wait online. I think it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you go stand in the line, TKTS, the tickets line, it's like half off. So, you know, relatively speaking, if my mom, my sister and I went in there, it was it was kind of affordable for us to do that every now and then, especially for the half off. You know, But that kind of left you out of place of you get what you get and you don't get upset. Whatever's right. left is whatever's left. And more than once, I think three or four times, actually, I saw rent. So the show means a lot to me in that respect. We're all singing it. And at one point, they're just they're, they're singing about all the shit they love. And literally in the song, they're talking about to this, to that, to this, to this. And at one point they go to marijuana. And <laughs> we work at a fucking dispensary and we all screamed it with just these loud smiles on our faces. And that all day of being yelled at just kind of soaked away. And I was like, this was fun. 
this was cool. You know, not very often do you feel cool at work or like, I love these people. But in that moment, I was like, I fucking love every single one of you. <laughs> that's cherish that man. At least for me, it doesn't happen too often, but that that's a good memory to hang on to. And that solidifies you guys too. Honestly, as like a closer knit of, friends almost honestly most of the friends that i have today are from previous jobs people that i've i've worked with so that's where that stuff comes from man those kinds of memories are what it's that it's what gels all of that together these people from different paths of life it was great it really was like i said first time in 16 years since since cvs i had a really nice crew there started my first ever podcast with two of those people for the uh gluttons for geekdom oh i forgot the name of that already <laughs> that was sad i'm sorry i did my you know so like like you said and i haven't felt like that in between so the first job that i talked about all that time in between i don't think there's anybody from a job who i still talk to maybe mm -hmm. one actually maybe one and we're gonna go see clerks three together that should be a good time there you go you get to see that you excited for clerks three I'll, I'll check it out i i, I mean the stuff Kevin's been saying lately, I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> so, but that's Kevin Smith. I, I, I'm sure I'll check it out. I don't know if I'll go opening weekend, but I will eventually see it, especially since Ben Affleck's in it. I definitely want to see it for him at least. I love Ben Affleck. Let's quick circle back to that though. What is what did Kev say? So he was talking about the Batgirl movie and how he thought it was a bad look that it got canceled. He he called it the Latina led Batgirl movie. And people were quick to point out, but no one has a problem that Black Adam isn't led by an Egyptian. Like, why is Kevin suddenly making it about race? And then we found out, I think a day later, that his Strange Adventures HBO Max series got canceled. So that's why he's all against the cancellations right now. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. He said these things during Babylon. Gotcha. You still watch Babel? Did you no, watch I don't. Babel? I don't watch, except for the crossover episodes that he would put on Smodcast or on Fat Man on Batman. If there was one, I wouldn't know. That's the, those are the only ones I would catch. I don't actually listen to Hollywood Babylon. Oh, interesting. That one makes me laugh. I enjoy it. No, I hear what you're saying, though. That does make sense. I was just curious. But I'm like him in the sense of like, I don't know, it was done. I kind of wanted to see it. Well, what what he and a lot of people forget is that the background movie, if it, he called it irredeemable, <laughs> like David Zaslav called it irredeemable. And that means, I mean, it means awful. I think it, I don't, it means unsalvageable at least maybe it could mean plot point or Snyderverse point where it's so screwed up because it's got the Gordon from the Snyderverse, but it's got Michael Keaton's Batman. So they would have to refilm a ton of things with Ben Affleck's Batman instead to fit it into the Snyderverse. So I don't know, maybe he means that, but a lot of people forget that if they release this movie and it flops or it's as bad as Catwoman, how long was it before they uh, could put Catwoman on the big screen again? How yeah, long will right. it be until they put Batgirl on the big screen again? It, 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 it's all about IP protection. And Zaslav knows that it, they can't just put out anything. They can't kill a character like that if they plan on making money or using them later. And that's, that's a huge issue. Good call. Yeah, man, that Halle Berry ruined that property for quite some time. And we're forgot, probably not going to get Electra for a while. Lena Kyle, right? Didn't they give her her whole new identity, which also just a lot of people are like, why the fuck would you do that? 
<laughs> yeah, it's a whole new character, and it takes place in the Burton verse. I don't know if you remember. There's like a little Easter egg in there of the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. Yes, yes. As she's she's like going through stuff, and as she's finding ancient Egyptian stuff, so all of a sudden there's Michelle Pfeiffer in there. Yeah, as one of the previous cat women that had the powers <laughs> is what it was. Oh, fucking A. All right. Nice call. Good. Very interesting. No, I I don't remember last time I saw that. So, yeah, I mean, that's the only reason I I bring that up, because I think Kevin's mainly probably still upset that his his show got canceled. The Strange Adventures never took off. So he's against all the cancellations that David's doing right now. Gotcha. We'll see. That's that's really the only time. When when would we expect anything to be announced then? If he if we don't get the flash, if they're still gonna go through with that, we don't get that for over a year, right? Correct. And I think it might be even longer if he plans on releasing it because it'll have those reshoots, I'm assuming, that fit it into Zach's universe. Supposedly in two months is we're when we're gonna know the 10-year plan, like his actual roadmap of what they plan on doing. That's when they'll announce the new DC films president, because Walter Hamada is leaving in October after the Black Adam film releases. And shortly after that, in two months again, is when we will know everything. Supposedly is what I'm hearing. That's so funny, dude. I just got time checked so fucking hard. Where I heard that too, that Hamada was leaving in October. And then you also said in two months, I was like, that's not. And then I looked down and I was like, oh, yeah, it's August, August. (laughs) That's that's two months away. Holy shit. That's insane. And then he's gone. That's it. No more Hamada. And yeah, you had on the show notes that if I was ever going to see another DC movie, well, as soon as Walter Hamada is gone, man, I I can I think I can guilt free start watching DC movies again. Nice. Yeah, because I wasn't sure if it was just the boy caught against him or anything that's not Snyderverse. It was primarily the regime at Warner Brothers. So the people that were responsible for all of the mistreatment of the cast of Justice League. So Toby Emmerich, Walter Hamada, who was enabler, Jeff Johns and Ann Sarnoff. And all of them are gone now, except for Walter Hamada. Is Jeff still at DC, though? He is, but he's no longer... The he's just a writer at this point for Stargirl, which is going to get canceled. He what there was something. Oh, he was going to write that Green Lantern show, I believe. And that got canceled. Mm-hmm. So his influence is is quickly going away. He is no longer. I don't think he's going to get the shot anymore at being some uh, a Kevin Feige of sorts and anymore, either TV or movies. Good. Yeah, he kind of sucked at that. I really yeah. liked his episode of Fat Man on Batman. So there was a while that I was like, yeah, this guy. It's pretty cool. And then I just kept watching him make decisions. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Stop. <laughs> I, I like his comics. That's about it, though. He he's yeah. He should not be doing anything outside of that. Funny. Uh, with that, though, I was quite. You have any good work stories? What, what's been going on there? Are you enjoying it? So I do like the people I work with. Yeah, I work with Bobby, who is one of the co-hosts on on my podcast. And he's. He's the manager of the store, so that that I mean that that always could be worrisome, right? When you work with a friend or your your friend is now your boss type of thing. But I mean, it's been smooth. It's been we we've always communicated well. So that obviously is a huge key in working with someone is communication in any kind of relationship. So I I do also like the people that I do work with. There's this guy named Sam that 
is my is the crew lead, but I get along really well with him because he used to work at a comic shop, actually the same company that I worked for, just different store. And he we immediately connected over that and we got into comic stories. He knows I'm a DC guy. So our shift is when it's slow, we talk about DC comics. We talk about this stuff that you and I were just talking about with the Snyderverse and Walter Hamada and all that stuff. And and we talked about Kevin Smith recently and what he said about the Batgirl movie. So I, I think I it's one of those jobs where I'll stick around for the people that I work with, if that makes any sense. You know, it's I haven't made deep connections with customers because I've been burnt out on on retail and customer service for a little while now. So it'll take me quite some time to get back around to, hey, what are you picking up? What kind of deck are you, you know, the stuff that I see other workers that are good at their job do of what kind of deck are you building? Oh, that's really cool. I have this kind of deck. I don't play anything these days. So I can't have the, that conversation with with customers. And and uh, again, it's just, you, you see me complain on Twitter sometimes about some of the stuff customers say or do or the literal shit they leave on the floor in the bathrooms and all the other stuff. So uh, I mean, that's that's kind of how work's been going right now. And I, I don't really have work stories of this current gig right now. But I mean, we talk GameStop or the comic shop or even the movie theater I used to work at. I mean, there's there's all kinds of crazy shit that's happened and some good, some bad. And one of them, um, for example, at GameStop, when it was really slow, we would take the Halo remote control airplanes that were we were supposed to be selling we the manager busted one open and we played this game of how many different things can he land it on accurately so right in the middle of a store he'd be landing it on top of consoles on top of the tv on top of piles of games and that's that's just kind of the shit we did in a dead in a dying mall GameStop. there's all kinds of little shit like that that i can tell you about but but it's 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 always fun when when things are slow, I guess I'll keep it there. <laughs> yeah. But also, too, really quick, dude, malls. Do you think Leo will go to a mall ever? I what? hope so, man. I really hope so, because, I mean, we've taken them to the mall here in, in Florida. There's the Florida Mall, which is really busy, Millennium Mall. And those wow. are kind of like Central Florida's biggest, busiest malls that you probably won't see die anytime soon. But uh, I think strip malls are kind of going to be the future right or even more online shopping stuff uh, i do think that malls unfortunately are a a thing of the 80s or the 90s simply because it used to be a place to hang out at and you don't see teenagers go and do that i know i did i went to the mall as a teenager and hung out and we all just didn't spend money because we had no money and just looked at the stuff in the mall but you don't see kids doing that anymore that's yeah, more so what I meant when I said Leo. Anybody who's not familiar is your son, your your child, your your kid son is what I mean. Your your baby son, not a baby baby, but not somebody who's like, Dad, I'm gonna go hang out at the mall. And more so what I was asking is when that age appropriateness comes to it, do you think that'll be a thing? I really don't. No. I don't either, no. man. That sucks. Even for the some of the busy malls, I really just they're not it's busy by comparison, really, you know. Busy is a, is a general term in that sense, but that sucks. That's crazy. Because like you too, sir, I, I used to, that, that was the entire thing. That was the entire, what are we doing? Going to the mall. For what? Nothing. We're, that, that's what we're doing. We're going to the mall. If you were lucky, there'd be an arcade in the mall or a movie theater in the mall. So it's like, hey, let's kill time before or after the movie 
and browse or go to the arcade in the mall. But you don't really see those. You definitely don't see fucking arcades, really. <laughs> and the no. movie theater is even less now, much less one that's attached to a successful mall. It's a sad day, man. Very sad. It's yeah, definitely all to... the, uh, the online watching, too. Yeah, absolutely. I'll let you know in 10 years what Leo's doing. Ask me again in 10 years and be like, this is what kids are doing now, Nick. <laughs> I look forward to that. I really hope I can hold you to that. That'd be great. Yeah. Maybe they go bike riding again. Maybe kids do that now in, That'd be in 10 years. Great, too. Maybe it won't be so sad. If you're like, no, they're all about sports and making the environment better. I'd be like, it was worth it. It was worth <laughs> losing malls. Yeah, they're, they're better humans than I am. <laughs> Speaking of online watching really quick before we get on out of here, always curious, what you're watching, man? I love, like, last time I was on your podcast, we, we were talking pretty well, but then we got to the Netflix stuff. My mouth just blew up. I, I love talking about movies with you because you, you have a very similar all-around basis knowledge. Like, I can't always bounce off people as well as I bounce off you. So just curious if anything's coming your way that you're thinking about. That's coming out that I'm, that I'm going to watch or what I've been watching on Netflix and HBO Max. Yeah, a little bit of everything. So I've been digging through that Resident Evil Netflix show. I know you mentioned that you're not a Resident Evil fan on 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 our other podcast, but I've been digging into that, and I'm on episode three or four of the show, and it does that thing where the show blew its budget on episode one. There's a ton of special effects, and then it goes back on, and here's how we got to that point. So all the episodes in between are more low-key, less special effects, less zombies, and more on the character story, which thankfully is interesting enough to keep me hooked. So that's what you hope out of these types of gimmicks. And, and it works for Resident Evil. So I've been watching that on, on Netflix. Also, that Woodstock 1999 documentary. Have you heard about anything about Woodstock 99 and how crazy that shit was? I did. Yeah, it's so funny. So my wife just got back from Virginia visiting with friends. And she asked me the, almost the exact same question. I was like, strangely enough, I do know quite a bit about Woodstock 99. It's like, oh yeah, I never heard of that. Can we finish the episodes? Like, you don't have to watch numbers one and two then. Can we just skip to three? We did. And I still learned some shit, dude. Just like, just, just, I, the thing that blew my mind the most for anybody who doesn't know is they tried 30 years later to make another Woodstock <laughs> and just were overwhelmed just right off the bat. Too many people, not enough security, cutting corners to save money, to make money. Just really put some of these people through there. It was hot. They were charging like 12 bottles, $12 a bottle for mm -hmm. at some point and ended in just full fucking anarchy. And I mean the word. I mean, we we as a society, I believe Americans are really starting to bastardize language with the word literally and exactly and stuff. like. It was literally anarchy, guys. And it, it started with fires. And this whole time I was like, all right, you know, fires i guess people just make fires the thing that this doc showed us was that they gave them the lighters they gave them the <laughs> candles they wanted a candlelight vigil because of who who had just recently passed oh man who was it at that point it i can't remember that part of the documentary i don't i don't remember but yeah they passed out i want to say ten thousand candles right so yeah, it was more. I'm positive it was more than five because of that <laughs> parks and rec joke you're five thousand candles in the wind I was like, oh, they got more than little Sebastian. So I know it was more than five, but I can't. Oh, geez. Who was it in 99? Who just died? It couldn't have been Cobain at that point, right? No, no, that was that was because that had been six or seven years afterward. Yeah. Was it was it was it Biggie or Tupac? Did they start killing each other yet? Uh, 
No, I don't think it was. <laughs> Damn, it was during the Chili Peppers set, though, right? Yes, and then yeah, and then the Chili Peppers decided to play a song called Fire. The Jimmy. Oh Hendrix yeah, cover. what the <laughs> fuck was that, dude? That was probably one of the worst decisions that they have one fire breaking off, and the guy was like, "Chili Peppers, go back out there to tell them how important it is to put out the fires." And then they played a Jimi Hendrix tribute and played Fire. What? A, that's <laughs> come on, you can't write that shit. I also found it really weird that Flea was naked. There was a lot of cock in that movie. Yeah, there was, and it's it's pretty much what could all possibly go wrong and what wrong decisions could you make at one big concert and that's what they did including the artists because artists could have toned things down and instead they choose songs like fire and and put on the best show i'm sure that they could but unfortunately that riled up the crowd even more so it's crazy man i've seen one documentary before i think it might have been on hulu on this exact one but i'm like let me get netflix's take on it because they actually have celebrities on too like Jewel, who's like, as soon as I finished my set, we got the fuck out of there because the energy was weird. It was really funny that you're going to mention them, too, in terms of calming down. It was just like, if Jewel's not going to do it, guys, you're fucked. It's just not going to happen. No. It's <laughs> like, she's so all I could think of who's going to serve. Like, come on, calm down. Yep. That's as, as chill as you can get. I did bring up, though, I'm going to steal a little something from your show of like, what's coming new on Netflix? As of today, we'll just go through, like, have you seen Dope? That'll be coming on the 11th. Maybe Dog dog Ear? Is that the word in books? Yeah, Dog Ear, that one. Write that down. If you haven't seen that, that's a fucking fun movie, dude. Came out already, right? now. No, I haven't seen Dope. Yeah, that one's from 2015. It'll be out by the time we record this in uh, three days. You'll be able to watch it over over the weekend, if you, if you wanted. Pretty, pretty awesome. A documentary? Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Absolutely. No, this is just a movie about kids who find a bunch of Molly and have to figure out what to do with it. Oh, never mind. Different dope. <laughs> Different dope, yes. <laughs> I also see on here Modern Family. Have you ever watched that show? No, I see all the memes constantly, but I've never actually sat down and watched it because I think the only time I had the chance to, it was on cable, and that's not something I've had for over 10 years easily. But that's wow. the one with Manganiello's wife, right? Sofia Vergara? Yes. Whose wife is that? Joe Mangan Deathstrokes. Joe Manganiello. No. Yeah. Oh, man. They probably have beautiful children, don't they? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Because he, he's crazy good looking, man. Yep. Like, he is just tall and built. He's like, if somebody, he'd be the person. Aliens come and they're like, all right, guys, we're going to one-to-one fight and the winners is going to walk away you know like this you have to send one person to fight for the entire human race who you send and it'd probably be him not a not a bad choice at all no <laughs> and and you think of anybody else that you'd want off top of your head i know it's impromptu but what you think man outside of joe like i i mean i guess i could if it's only a physical fight maybe i'd pick a a UFC fighter like George St. Pierre, even though he's retired, but he was amazing for so many years. Or cool. I guess John Jones. But I mean, Joe Manganiello is not a bad pick because if strategy is involved in any way, the guy plays D&D. So he's also got the mind for it. That's what was so funny. Like, that's that's exactly why my head just went to him, too. It was one of those things. It was a meme of him even where he responded. I think the kids call it clapped back at somebody on Twitter. 
where this guy was standing, you know, taking a gym selfie. And <laughs> to his credit, the guy is fucking huge and jacked. And something about, like, I don't play D&D. And I guess the intel was supposed to mean, like, since I don't play D&D, I have time to work out. Or Yeah, or I don't just because if you find working out fun, then you automatically wouldn't like D&D. Like, we're just going old school 80s, like, nerds play and they're not big like me. Yeah, the people that, okay. look, that play D&D do not look like me. I'm guessing it was his angle on it. Gotcha. Where then Joe clapped back and he's like, I do, was his response with his cover for Muscle and Fitness, where I can't believe we're the same animal. Like, I look down <laughs> right. and it just like a bowl of pudding. When you look down at his, it's like there's lumps. Like it almost doesn't look real. It doesn't seem like that's what's underneath all this stuff that I have here. But somewhere deep down, deep down in this area, there are muscles. And apparently, if if you work out as hard as him, you get to see them, but he was, he's huge. Yeah. And he is 10 years older than we are, man. Fuck. Doesn't that yeah. just make you feel worse? It, it, you know what? It tells me there's hope. That means I have that many years to, <laughs> to aim for that. I'm like, okay. I still got 10 years. I can theoretically look like that. If I just do what he does, I guess <laughs> play D and have... D and have his trainer. <laughs> I've been thinking about it, man. I I'm like, it's not too late. You could do it, Nick. And then, like, I'm sitting down and I'm like, just just do five. Just do five of everything. Five sit-ups, five push-ups, five squats. You could do that. And I still don't, man. I'm just I'm so tired. I don't know what to do. The tiredness, man. That's, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, and I'm not giving advice, but I'm just kind of giving you some of my experience. Because I've been, as of this month, I've been going to the gym for a year but that first month or two of building a routine and getting over that initial pain of the next day, like, oh my God, my body hurts so much because you've torn up muscles and now they're rebuilding and they're healing. That's the hardest part. That first step is because once you are on month three or four, it's just the thing I do now. And, and I, I'll actually feel shitty if I don't go to the gym my four times a week. And, and that's, that's that's just my experience like that that's the toughest part if you can get over that initial hurdle of like the first two months at least for me then i was i i there was hope there was like oh okay i can i'm starting to feel better i'm i have more energy oddly enough even though i'm expending more energy and then it becomes a game of and now i need to make sure i'm eating the stuff that is gonna hopefully fuel me hydrate me for the next one so I don't know. There, there is hope, man. I mean, it's just that first two months is the, the toughest, oddly enough. And then after that, it's easy, easier, I guess. All right. I'll say it now. So it's got to be real, but I'll also give myself a lot of time so I can procrastinate as I have been doing. Maybe that's what I'll do for 32 in September. You know, I'll wake up and I'll start just a little workout, just see how it goes. And maybe this will be my year to get one full year, which, by the way, congratulations. That's it's hard. I, I know I can't even do five minutes. So for you to be keep going back for a year, that's awesome, dude. And and I don't I hated running <laughs> like I hated running every time in gym class, the fucking mile day would come up. I'd be like, son of a bitch. Like I'd hate the mile. I could never run a full mile. And now that's what I do for my cardio. And I don't I don't love it. You know, it's not like I'm suddenly, well, now I, I run all the time and it's great. But now I'm like, okay, it's something I can, I can at least do now. I can, I know I can do 
two miles and that's okay. And, and that's just kind of been my, my thing now. It's just kind of weird how after it took me a year to be like, okay, I can fucking run. It's okay. <laughs> it's funny, man. Sometimes I feel like we are just, you know, we would have been really good friends if we had only grown up just very much closer. Cause that's that same feeling of dread. I could almost feel it. As you said, of like, all right, guys, it's, it's, we're doing the mile and like, Oh, no, don't make me do it. And just the dread of not finishing and having to maybe redo it the next day. Like I had that same experience. That's hysterical. They made you guys redo it. Oh yeah. If you couldn't get it done in that first day, you had to, you got one more chance to at least try. Oh damn. That sucks, man. Yeah. Cause but if not that's finishing was a thing. Yeah. They, some people would have just walked the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that would definitely happen. Are you allowed to walk the whole thing? Is that counted as finishing it? I, I, if memory serves, I maybe I'm mistaken, but like you had to get it done that day. If not, you didn't get it done and you had to do it the next day. You had to at least try again the next day. And it's not like everybody else is still doing it. Like somebody else would have to come and watch you and like be with you. I only remember not finishing once and I haven't had to do it twice. And other than that, I mean, I was like the last kid, maybe the second to last kid every other time. That was always the worst, man. I, I was, there was at least once or twice where I was like the second to last kid. And I'm like, oh man, like my friends would run ahead of me, <laughs> you know, and it's like, all right, well, I'm I'm one lap behind you at least. And yeah, no, I get it. And everyone's already sitting there waiting for you to finish. Yeah. And like, it's just the one guy that's a little bit bigger than me. That's right behind me. And it's like, all right, well, I guess I'm not dead last. Yep, that's, sir, again, that that is my experience, is your experience right there. And just feeling the dread, you know, they'd all eventually go to sit on the bleachers. So while you're running, like, you'd have to pass them. And, like, that feeling of running up to them and knowing somebody's going to be like, keep running or run for us, run, or, like, let's fuck it, you know, something would be screamed. And you're just like, uh-uh. Yeah, and they all get to sit there and talk with their friends, <laughs> like the yep. shit I wanted and to do. You're just trying not to die. Yeah, and as soon as you finish, all right, everyone inside, let's go. Yeah, they kept making you move. They were like, all right, now keep moving back to the fucking gym, man. <laughs> no rest for you. Nope. That's funny, dude. Uh, thank you. I just want to say, actually, you know, thank you so much for coming to hang out, though. You know, it has been it's been a while since we've been uh, on here, though, so I don't want to keep up too much here tonight. I know you did get home from work, and if I'm not mistaken, you're probably lucky enough to get up and go do it again tomorrow. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, I'll be going to work tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's my rest day as far as the gym. Normally I do it in the mornings, but yeah, I'll be going back to work in the morning. I'll be on Leo duty, my son. So Kelly will be working even earlier than I am. So I'll be watching Leo to be a dad and son morning. And then off I go to work. Nice. Well, I hope you enjoy that, dude, that that morning time with him. That's probably a shit ton of fun. I only have nephews, so I see a little bit of that. But it's got to be super duper special when it's in your own kid. And like you said, you guys seem to watch a lot of fun stuff as well. So I hope you guys have fun. And please, honestly, say hi to Kelly for me, too. That'd be great. I think I tweeted back, you know, she was she was the OG partner of the reasons I'm broke, who was on every episode. And I've been lucky, lucky, lucky enough to swing by for some episodes now. But when you guys are together and I hear that, dude, it's it's it's, it's like seeing an old friend again. Like those are some of my most favorite episodes. So it'd be cool. Yeah, say hi. Yeah, I will. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will definitely tell her. 
absolutely. And I just kind of talked a little bit about the reasons I'm broke, and I always at the very end want you to talk more about it. This is somebody's first time here, and you come on this show. It's a great opportunity for them to hear more of you where at. It's on the very same podcatcher that you're using, or if you're listening to this on uh, one of those podcast video players, you can also find The Reasons I'm Broke, or you can head on over to thereasonsimbroke.com, and there's a web player there that you can listen to us on. And you can hear Nick on there as well. He's a part of the rotation of hosts on the show. So he, he is a part of now the 2022 Games and Hobbies Podcast Award nominated podcast. So Nick is a part of that. Come on over and hear him on there as well. That's at thereasonsimbroke.com. Nice. Thank you very much for that and congratulations. I also saw or I heard, I guess, on the podcast, if, if we win, if you're letting us say we, which I thank you yes, for. Yes, absolutely. We'll fucking get little statues if you want. Yeah, little trophies. Yeah, it's and it's got, got the fun. year and the, <laughs> the show name and everything. And 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 we'll see. I'll have to ask our other co-host, Scott, who's who every year he's, he's Mr. Groundhog Day. I ask him for the predictions, and so far he's been right. I'm afraid to ask him if we're going to win this year, but I'm going to have to. <laughs> and we'll see if we win. I look forward to that. And I really, truly do suggest anybody who's listening right now to go on over and like and follow all your stuff, too, because if you like what we do here, man, like you give it to them on a tenfold. You're very committed to the podcast. You have weekly episodes. Your content is just always pumping out. And I do I do a small portion of that. So if you like what we do here, you'll definitely want to stop over on the reasons I'm broke because it's awesome. I appreciate that, Nick. Thank you very much. Oh, absolutely, sir. And thank you. I really do mean thank you. You know, coming and spending 70 minutes with me just it, it just adds this shit to do for your day. So coming to do it honestly really truly means the world to me, man. Thank you. Yeah, let's do it again soon. I'd love that. I'd also love everybody on the other side if you're listening to like hit the like buttons and all that. That'd be great. I would appreciate that. It'd help with algorithms. But at the end of the day, the podcasting game is really about word of mouth. So suggesting listening to the Reasons I'm Broke podcast or Buds Bros and Superheroes podcast would be freaking awesome. Because if you know a friend who likes Buds Bros and Superheroes, I've got a show for them. Guys, my name has been Jake. Mm, <laughs> I almost said my name wrong. My name has been Nick James. I've been joined by Daniel from the Reasons I'm Broke podcast. And Buds, Bros, and Superheroes are out of here. I fucked up. I almost messed up my own name. <laughs> you were jumping into James or, or join by, right? <laughs> I was Yes. I don't know if I was going to jump into Nick James or join by, but that's exactly what I was just like. Ah, dude, my mouth does that way too much. It, it, it wants to skip ahead and my brain's just like, you fucking fool. Ha, 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 ha.